Hey, 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 it is Ty, the Family Made Mom. Listen, I don't want to take long with the introduction. We are picking up right where we left off. And um, we left off talking about carrying the unwanted. This is part two, as promised. I reserved it uh, for Tuesday and Thursday this week because today, October 15, 2020, is National Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day. I thought it was fitting for, um, for this topic. We left off with, a, um, with an encouragement to document your emotions, how you're feeling being pregnant. Uh, take an inventory of your emotions, where they're coming from, the situation that you're dealing with, and how you're putting those emotions all together. Um, I received some great feedback, and um, I was overwhelmed with joy because the number one goal in talking about carrying the unwanted is simply to avert someone from believing that um, abortion is the only option. That's a trick. It's a lie and it's not the truth. Um, everything that I'm saying is definitely going to come from a, uh, believer's perspective. I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe his word. I take it as my, uh, my lifeline and I stand on it. Uh, today we're picking back up once you have identified your emotions and where you're at, now it's time to look at, excuse me, now it's time to look at your resources. There are a plethora of, of uh, resources. And, um, oh, pause. I want to talk about the feedback I received. Um, I spoke to uh, one person and they were saying, hey, great message. I'd like for you to address the people that are just simply angry that they're pregnant. And um, what we discussed is when I shared my side of the emotions, everybody's emotions are going to be different. For me, it was simply because I didn't want my baby to struggle. Your emotions may be completely different. However, if your emotions are about not wanting your children to suffer, here's something that I know. I know that the Bible says that we ought to know the Lord in the fellowship of his suffering. Christ suffered for us. And we know that as believers, if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. So many times in the, um, as believers, we try to run away from struggle. <laughs> You're not going to get away from the struggle. We're going to have something that we're going to struggle with or deal with. And that's where God's grace comes in. His grace is sufficient. What means it's enough for us. It is enough to get us through. His grace will carry us through to that next point, to that next destination. It is enough to carry us if we allow it. Um, another uh, comment that I received was just on um, feeling like you're not worthy to be a parent because of who you are or um, 
you know, what your situation may be. Um, listen, I am a supremely firm believer that, um, God thinks enough about us. He thinks so highly. Remember that God is a king. He's the creator of all things. And he's all powerful. He knows everything. There's no getting around him. He simply is. And he thinks enough about us that he chose us to care for his little blessings. And God has high regard for children. You know, you see in the Bible where he tells us to come to him like children and to suffer the children to come or allow the children to come. He's always looking out for children. He's always looking out for children. And he chose you to carry a blessing. Now, one thing that I do know is that we do have an adversary and whether we like to talk about him or not is a different subject, but I will. Um, our adversary likes us to get us focused on one thing so that we can't see everything else around it. We talked about problem solving being one of the greatest skills. When you get into problem solving, you look at things from all angles, not just a tunnel, but you see all of the angles. And that's what you have to do when you become pregnant and keeping the child does not seem like the best option. When we, when you wrote down what, um, and I say you, because I'm totally done having children. I've, I've did my seven, seven parent, du seven uh, child duty. I, my quiver is full. It's, it's full. And me and God have had a great talk. We're done. Um, but when you do your inventory and you look at where you're at, your situation, maybe you're in a situation where you feel like you are too young or your uh, parents are telling you that you're too young. There are so many different options other than even adoption. Because as a child, maybe you actually want to keep your child. We talked about how there are so many people that have succeeded. And guess what? You're no different. Sometimes we have people around us who may be in the same situation that we've, become, we've uh, stumbled upon. And we see them as witnesses and examples that you can make it. It's the truth. Now, if you're with parents that say you can't stay here, guess what? There's, there's a place for you. There's a place for you. I don't have a state-by-state uh, state reference point for you. Um, I can work on that. I can work on that. But right now, um, I will be putting up the uh, focus on the family. They did an awesome, awesome article about um, alternative options to Abortion. I'm not looking at it right now, but I will definitely put that um, in the description of today's podcast for you. There are so many options. And also, if you email me, 
at thefamilymademom at gmail.com or if you call me. Uh, I had some people call me. I was excited. Uh, 614-304-1779. Again, 614-304-1779. If you call me, I definitely will provide resources. And if you're outside of the state of Ohio, I will provide resources for you where you are. I will search till my heart is content uh, because I care about you. I care about your heart and I care about the decisions that you're making concerning someone that has no voice yet. They can't tell you how they feel. They can't tell you how they would love to have a chance to live. Every day we fight to live, to keep going. We fight in some kind of a way to get better, to do better, to live out our dreams and our goals and our visions. We've been afforded that opportunity and someone else deserves it as well. So young one, if you are, um, I would have called you little one. That's what my aunts called us, little one. I think it's so cool that I'm a big girl and I'm still a little one to her. It's awesome. That means I'm precious. Um, young ladies, young gentlemen, if you're in a situation where you are pregnant or you've gotten a young lady pregnant and, and you, uh, your parents are just against it or you feel like you're too young, there are family members that would love to help. And if you're saying, man, that's not my family, that's not my family, there are, there's help for you. There's help. And that's something that I'm coming to find. There are so many places that young people can go. There's so many people that help families through that point in your life where you're saying, well, they can't stay here. They've messed up big time. And as believers, dare we push our children away when they've made a mistake. I addressed it in the last podcast and I, I'm reiterating your seed is still in a growing stage. They will make mistakes, whether big or small. Our job is still to love them like Christ loves us. Let the carpet be unrolled and share all of your untold stories and the grace that was given. Let's give our children grace. Let's give them the opportunity to learn from their mistakes and to triumph over the guilt, the shame, and see who they are and who they can become when they handle things in the right way. There's a better way. That's something that I'm learning every day. There's such a better way to do things. And it's a process. We're going to talk about that more in mental illness, but going back. Uh, so that was just for if you're too young or if your parents are saying you can't stay here. There's so much help for you. Maybe uh, you are in a point where You've been told that there is a um, illness. Your child has an illness or maybe you have an illness. I was praying about this yesterday. And even for you, there's an option. It's something 
when people tell other people, um, do it this way or do it that way. I dare not do that. But I tell you, there's there's another option. There's another option. Sometimes seeing things through, we beat the odds. And that's not for every case. I've known uh, people who have died in childbirth. I've known people who their child died as they were trying to give birth. And neither one feels great. But life is still on the end. I've known situations where both have passed. Of course, we cannot go through every uh, every case that has happened. I simply give you a better way. There's a better way. Maybe you are in a point where you have been raped. And I gave the story in part one of the young lady that I met whose child uh, came into this world and she chose to keep him, which I thought was honorable. Um, at that age, I don't know if I could have done it, but I, uh, like I stated in the previous podcast, I don't, I don't recall the point of ever wanting to give my child away. Um, I, I do recall not wanting them to struggle. I definitely, definitely, definitely sympathize with those who are in a point where they're like, I don't want my child to struggle. I hate going through things and my children, um, feel even a a slight tip of it. Um, But what I've learned is that my children have amazing resilience. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that God has graced them with such resilience. And they, I mean, they carry it well. They cover us. They protect us. And um, they do it naturally. They naturally protect us. And I think about me as a child, I naturally protected my parents. You know, somebody talk about your mama. That ain't good. Don't talk about mama. Don't talk about my daddy neither. You know, um, and that was just a side, but in all sincerity, nobody knows your case like you. The options that you have is if you have been raped, Of course you can keep your baby because your baby is still a part of you. Guess what? That father may have been a horrible person in that moment. But when we know that God has created us, we know that God didn't create junk. What we become is another thing. But he didn't create junk. There's still good there. And because you're good, you're going to encourage your seed to be good. That's what you're going to put in them. You're going to put in the good stuff. And the Bible says what we sow, that shall we also reap. When we sow life, when we sow love, when we sow compassion, guess what you're going to reap? That's what you're going to reap. Most horrible people come from horrible circumstances. And even in horrible circumstances, guess what? There are some amazing people that come out of horrible circumstances because they decide, they choose 
not to be that way. You don't know who you're carrying. But I guarantee you, you're carrying a blessing. Even some of you who say, oh, but they're going to be deformed and, you know, they're going to have to come through. Do you know how many people have been birthed into this world that have deformities that have become such amazing people? I mean, literally, you know, people say Google is your friend. Google it. I've come across some amazing people who have deformities. You just never know. Also, also, I want you to think of, look at, from this perspective, I want you to think of the fact that even though your circumstance is not comely, for those of you who are with someone and they're saying, Oh, I don't want that baby. Hmm. Now it's harder when it's the man who wants the baby and the woman who doesn't. That's the harder part. Because you can't legally control what she does with her body. She just has that right. Um, that's where prayer comes in. That's where much, much prayer comes in. Um, and being there for them. You know, even if you have to, as a, uh, as a man of standard, take, you know, let them know, Hey, you, you birthed a baby. I'll take the baby, sign the baby over to me. I'll raise the baby and then be a man of your word. Um, for young, uh, you ladies, if you're, um, young or not, if you're in a relationship with someone who's saying, Hey, I don't want this baby. You can raise the baby on your own. You can do it. And there are so many uh, resources there that can help you through it. I always encourage people to get a support system, whether it's your friends, your sister friends, your family, your parents. I know we have amazing parents uh, that have always been there for us, you know, and I, I so appreciate them who they are and how much they love on us and care for us has become a, um, just a sincere blessing. And, um, I have amazing sister friends as well. Um, I, I just have a great support system, bless God. There are so many um, resources, so many resources. And I, I want you to really research them. Sometimes in our circumstance, the only thing we do is to say, this is the one way, this is the way it's going to be. And that's it. I encourage you, even if you're just listening, even if this is not your, uh, situation, but you're just listening. I'm just listening to what she's going to say and how she's going to say it. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, problem solving. Learn how to literally problem solve, to look at things from every angle and not just one perspective. There are so many different ways to look at a thing. 
And sometimes in looking in those different ways, we find out that there is a better way to do things than the way that we are doing them. I'm in that process right now. And I pray that I'll always be looking to do things in a better way. Now, there's certain cases where you look at it like this is the best way. But you always have choices. There's a good way and a bad way to everything. And then I always look at it good, better, best. So let's try it. But again, I still want to hear from you. I want to hear your side. What is it that you are doing? What is it that you are going through? If it's your emotions that are in a way, how, how, how? Uh, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but all your ways acknowledge him and he'll be the one to direct your path. Maybe you're one to say, I don't have a relationship with the Lord and I don't have a church home. Hey, well, I'd love to talk to you about that too. I'll put my information in the description of this message and we can talk it up and I want to help you. Because the goal, like I've said in so many podcasts, is just for us as mothers to help one another. If you're listening and you're not a, a mother, you're a father. Hey, we still got to help each other. We're parents. Helping is what we do. We're always looking to see somebody get out on the better side of life. Bad decisions hurt. Taking a life hurts. Doesn't matter if it's from the womb or if they're already out of the womb. Taking a life hurts. But there is a better way. And as I said, today is um, National Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day. If you're listening and you're saying, I just want to listen and I'm, I'm praying along with you that somebody doesn't, um, somebody doesn't abort their baby because I lost my baby or I've been praying for a baby for a long time. Um, I remember after my first miscarriage that I talked about in my, uh, part one of this podcast, um, I remember asking God, God, that which was taken restore God, renew my womb, cause my womb to be able to hold life. To be able to nurture life again. God, let me feel that feeling again. And um, it took some years. Uh, there's a gap in between um, my living children. Um, my second child is 13 and my fourth child is uh, nine. So nine, 14. Those were some years. And um, maybe you're saying, honey, you waited that little bit of years, but I waited much longer. And my heart goes out to you because even doing this podcast, I'm holding back my little tears, honey, because um, I remember that hurt. I remember those prayers. I remember sometimes sitting in church feeling empty while I was smiling and laughing with everybody. 
I was feeling so empty and I was angry. I was so angry. I wanted, I wanted my womb to be filled again. I wanted God to do it and I was asking him to do it. And I know you may be saying, well, you're supposed to be talking about carrying babies you don't want. Well, I'm telling you about this because another way is adoption. Somebody wants a baby. They're praying for a baby. And maybe your baby that you don't want. Somebody needs it to make them feel whole. There's nothing like holding a baby. Now, there's nothing like carrying a baby. I believe that is one of the wonders of God. Sometimes I would try to picture what my little embryo looked like in my belly and how they were bouncing around in there. And I would try to be so careful because I was their incubator. And I was the one that was going to help them get here by any means necessary. I wanted to see them come to flourish. And I wanted to see their face. I wanted to see if they look like their dad, me, my mom, my dad, or, um, you know, my other mom, other dad. I wanted to see. I was so excited to be able to carry life. I remember as a teenager, sometimes feeling empty. I wanted a baby to fill that place. I remember faking pregnancies and, you know, sometimes I would just lay in my bed and hold my belly, just wishing there was something in there. It's an honor to carry a baby in your womb. It's an honor. Oh my gosh, it's an honor. I remember someone was asking me if I would be a surrogate because how much I loved being pregnant. And I kindly declined because I can't imagine carrying somebody and then having to give them away because I become so attached. And I don't have a right to ask the parent to be in the baby's life forever because I think even that would be hard. That's my personal view, Um, because I want my babies. Um, I don't know where you're at, mother. I don't know where you're at, father, who doesn't want to see his baby come. I don't know where you're at in your mind, but I simply encourage you to choose a better way. If you go to my post, I show a, uh, it's a small embryo, but it's in someone's hands and the light is reflecting in and you can see just how small this embryo is. Super duper small. But when the light comes on it, you can see all of its features. In dark places, Sometimes you can't see all of the features of life. It's like an upcoming attraction that you're anticipating, but you just really can't get a good grasp on it. 
just seems so far away. But when you shine the light on it, when you shine the light on your dark situation, you can see it so much clearer. I encourage you to shine the light on your situation. And today, we will end with a prayer. It's the small prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I lift up each and every person, each and every family that is dealing with the thought of an abortion. God, they don't see any other way. Sometimes the ways just don't seem feasible. But Father, you know that there's a greater way. You provide greater ways every time. Father, I'm asking, Lord God, that you would bring peace, comfort, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Father, cause them to search it out because a life is on the line. Father, I'm asking, Lord Jesus, God, that you would even go in their dreams and their visions and cause them to see that there is a greater way. Father, let them choose life. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, because you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think. That's the God that you are. And we trust you. We trust you to help. We trust you to heal. God, even I pray for those who, Lord God, have already aborted and they regret their decision. It hurts beyond what they thought it would hurt. Father, I lift them up today. I lift up the one who has lost the baby. Oh, God, they didn't even see their baby come forth. I lift them up. God, help them to heal like you're helping me to heal. You are so faithful. God, we appreciate you. And we thank you for trusting us with life. In Jesus' name, amen. For you who would like different resources, or you just want to talk, I make myself available to you. Look in the description. The information is there. I'd love to hear your feedback. Next week, we will be talking about mental illness in the home. Uh, you can go to thefamilymademom.com and you'll be able to see that we have put up uh, where we're going in this podcasting journey. And uh, we're going places, you know, we're going places. So I do encourage you to stay tuned for next week. We are going into the land of mental illness. And we want to talk about it because it's necessary. Some of you all are doing uh, virtual learning and you need uh, somebody to help your mental status. And I want to be there for you. I want to do it. I want to help because I know I needed help with my mental status. So I definitely want to help. All right. This is Ty, the family made mom. And uh, I want you to have a blessed day. Make sure that you share this with somebody because somebody needs to hear it. Your feedback tells me that it was needed and that it was worth it. All right. I appreciate you. Have a blessed day. If you are facing an unplanned pregnancy 
or looking for an alternative to abortion or just want to locate the nearest pregnancy resource center, call Option Line at 1-800-712-HELP. That's 1-800-712-4357. This is a free 24-7 service that can refer you to a pregnancy resource center in your area where you can get help in person. You can also text HELPLINE to 313131 or visit optionline.org and enter your zip code to find a center. This has been taken from focusonthefamily.com in their alternatives to abortion pregnancy resource centers by Matt Kaufman. This resource is also listed in the description of today's podcast. Have a blessed day.